Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh my gosh, I'm adopting a puppy right now. But I realize what's at home. Oh no, I have nothing. Well, except unconditional love. But yeah, no crate, no pee-pee pads, no dental chews for his little puppy teeth. Before I doubt myself as a new parent, I just get Instacart to deliver everything from PetSmart. Easy, just like raising a puppy is going to be, right? <sighs> get Pet Essentials from PetSmart with Instacart. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Katrina, how are you doing? We're good. We're good, PJ. We, good. You know, we're, we're, we're better than what we were at the start because with the long drive, you know, you get so tired and then everywhere we went, like, you, had to, you, you drive long distances to get there. Yeah. So, yeah, we're okay. Good. Yeah, we're I, okay. Now. I was we're talking good. to Christy on Friday. Yeah. And then I heard him talking to my friend Gareth on Saturday on Gareth's program. And it's going well for you. Just the delays and I suppose some of the okay. terrible things you know, that you're that seeing. Yeah, the, the delay happened. We were down at um, Medica and we had to queue up. There's a queue for people to get, you know, up to the border and into no man's land. And the Polish were having no problem with the Ukrainians going over it, obviously, because they would have had all their paperwork uh, and stuff. And I think what happened was there was the threat of an attack on Lviv and yeah. they didn't want anybody that wasn't Polish or Ukraine they didn't want to deal with them because um, it was difficult and taking up too much time so they doubled up on their um, troops and police that were down at the border so they were in the midst of all of that when kind of we came so they did eventually explain to us that it was for more or less our safety because we wouldn't know the run of the land than what it was for um, anybody else's safety and you know, we we agreed with them. Mm. We it took us a while for to understand everything because, like the lads, definitely had no English. And um, between the broken bits here and there, we just said like that they were trying to help us mm. and to try and keep us safe. So we did do we did go back, you know, and um, we said we'd regroup, which we did. And it was that was kind of a bit, you know, you'd be kind of a bit tired at that but mm. we went back and we said look it's all about safety we have to keep ourselves safe because if we don't there's no point in trying to keep anybody else safe D- so, diplomacy um, yeah. we did and yeah. we rested up and we made alternative plans then for the following day so the lads went back to they picked up three Polish guys and they went back to Medica and we went to Lejaisk down to the Redemptorist right and we were all very kind of lucky. Everything went smoothly for us. The lads up in um, Medica had to wait for hours and hours and hours again and end um, because that's just the way it is. They're accused to get in there mm-hmm. and it's a slow process. And um, we um, then uh, we went down to the, Redemp- the Redemptorist in Lejaisk and totally organized. They were waiting for us. They had sandwiches ready and lemonade for us. Good. 
mm-hmm. you know, cold and the whole lot of stuff. And then they were kind of so, they couldn't express how grateful they were. And these were kind of like Polish people and people that have come in to volunteer from other countries. Yeah. And they were there and then the Ukrainian the, the, the Arctic was there and there was a Ukrainian driver there to take it back into Ukraine and he's just a small guy like from the back here and he looked like a 10 year old you know but he was typical kind of you know Eastern European looking and, and he just turned around and he just said like that he can't believe like Irlandia and he kept on saying mm. Irlandia the best you know and he was crying and just telling us how much it means to them which yeah. was a bit emotional for us too. I'm as sure well. it they was, Katrina. Yeah. You've managed so, to deliver all the stuff then. The vans are empty. So what's the we next did. plan? Yeah, and what we did then was we went to the local supermarkets and we filled up with supplies. There's a railway station in Tarnoff. And what's happening when the, the people that are, the refugees are coming up on the trains, they're coming off and then they're sleeping upstairs in the, the train station and then there's a group there that are totally organized, complete, and when I say organized, like everything is really superly organized to kind of make it right for these people. And the soldiers are lifted, like we saw one woman come off the train and uh, she had a child in her arms. Mm. And a lot of them, I, I'll tell you about that in a minute, like she kind of just felt faint, like, and you could see her leaning up against, and a soldier picked her up and her child in her arms and lifted her down the steps and up the steps and it been a big soldier and you could see the tears in his eyes yeah. and he, he was like saying to her, it's okay, it's okay, in his own language, but sure, yeah. you, you'd know what he was saying, like, and they were comforting, the soldiers were comforting all the, the women and children and doing their best to show them that they were safe, they were okay, they, they would be looked after. Yeah. And to see all these men in their uniforms, like police uniforms and soldiers' uniforms, and um, to, to see all that, like, it was just something else. You just yeah. couldn't believe it. And for us, like, we were totally emotional by looking at all these men, like, crying and soothing and comforting. Because to look at them in their uniforms, they looked like people that were, you wouldn't, you know... Yeah, you they're big, like big tough lads, like and this, there they are with tears in their eyes. It's, it's yeah, pure raw humanity, is, isn't it, Katrina? It's, it's very, very, very raw. And then if you go up to... Medica, which is the border, and when the people are walking over the border, the amount of women and children you just could not tell. It's, it's an, we were just there, like in total shock. But most of the women, like, had were carrying the children in their hands, and that was because, and their babies, that was because there was no room for their buggies or prams and no. the transport, so they had to carry them. So the women were falling down with exhaustion, with the children in their arms. The, the, the look on their faces was it was enough. They were just shocked. So they had shocked. to leave their buggies after them, Katrina. They, they had they had to leave them. We, they had to leave them after them. They were all just carrying, and see, they would have had a bag as well. And they only all had maybe one bag or two bags, you know, but very little stuff with them, like the clothes on their backs. And you see them; they might have one child by the side of them, and the other child in their their hand. But I saw a man, and uh, and the soldiers have a well organized too to bring them up and straight onto the bus so that kind of nothing goes wrong they don't get lost and there's like a big protection around them like you know a big ring kind of to to sort them and keep them safe but i see a man going up with a pram and he pulling a woman out at the end of the queue with a baby shed in her arms and put the baby into the pram and 
her other child up on top of it and her bag and he pushed the pram up to the bus to get her on it faster because she was struggling trying to hold her two children, you know. And then he went back up with an empty pram and he he did the same and he was doing that the whole time, going down, taking the, 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 the children you know, put them into the pram to push them up out of the mother's arms because the mothers had had their child's, their children in their arms for, for hours and hours and Crikey. hours on end. Yeah, yes, so yes. That, that was very difficult to see that. But I, I talk about being practical, as I said, like they had it down to tea. They just covered every angle. And then yeah. there's like a whole big tented village there of food of products, sanitary products. They had every station you could possibly have and people from all over the world ha- had that sorted, you know, through yeah. first aid, through medical, for their the, the hot food and through stuff like that they could eat. But they were going along the lines of the queues of the people handing out the food because they were starving. Yeah. And they were, you could see them eating up the food just to get some food into them. I'm just reading in the paper this morning, um, Katrina, the story of that bomb that was dropped uh, on the military base. Now, that was only down the road yeah. from you guys. 16 kilometres. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like that kind of 16 kilometres isn't very far at that's, all. That's like, Cork Herrig Line, Katrina. That's about as much as that all. is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's all. And and it, it drove terror into everybody, like around that area. All the Polish are very worried. We were lucky that we had some Polish friends in um, Poland that came to help us and to make like our doing stuff much easier to guide us to places so that it would all go smooth and it did. And then they helped us unload, they helped us pack and they did everything that we needed to do. And as I said, when this train station, when we shopped, shopped to bring the stuff up there just to see the people getting off the trains and the bewilderment was just... Mm. They didn't know where, you know, they didn't know what was happening to them. And did, did the bomb attack yeah. panic people? I mean, did, did like, it's only it down the road. Them. Yeah. It frightened them, and it frightened all the Polish people that, that live near that area, saying, like, where will the next one be? Will it be in Poland? Will it? So, yeah, they're all doubling up on their own security as well from the people that we were speaking to. They're very, very worried about it because you know if that happens, you know what happens to the, the whole the rest of us then as well yeah. so there's genuine fear there and you know even you know we went when we went into the shop the other night PJ we went into the supermarket and we were driving around with, uh, moving around with all the big trolleys and we were putting loads and loads of the stuff that they needed into the trolleys and filling them up and um, you know there was a couple of girls working in the in the supermarket and they they asked Tom what were we doing and Tom told them and they have discount cards right. and they all went up and instead of us paying like 2000 we paid like 1300 because of all their discounts and they just gave it like because they said you know they wanted to help too and that was lovely yeah. uh, you know and then the other lads went back and they shopped as well and we delivered it but they're they're, in, they're really in need and struggling to and worried that if food runs out, what will happen like yeah, to, yeah. to the to the people because the supermarkets are being kind of cleaned out um, with food and stuff. What, what but, are your um, plans now, Katrina? Are you, you've, you've, you've offloaded your stuff, so... We have, and we shopped, and we're going to do another, another shop okay. and then come back. And um, what we're going to do then is uh, regroup and come back. We've just... 
turned out to be a great fact-finding mission for us. We now have a simpler way of doing things and a more effective way of doing things. We built up the connections. So this time, like when we go back, it'll be it'll be easier because we actually know what we're doing and we have people right. to help us and to do it all with us. So that should make um, a huge difference. I remember when I was talking to you before you went, you were you were saying that you were you were going. You you, you had no idea what lay ahead of you. Are you glad you no. went now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I feel I can come back and give any information anybody wants about going out there. What way to do it and and um, what's easier and simpler and less tasking on the mind and on the body. Do you know because we did. We did a 17 and a half hour drive at one stage, which was grueling on all of us. Mm-hmm. And um, that was tough. Like, we, we were 18 hours, like, we had to get down to Rosslare, 18 hours crossing to Cherbourg. Then we had to drive through France. We went into a place for a couple of hours in Belgium, and then 17 and a half hours of a drive the following day, which nearly killed us, you know. So, like, you, you're talking um, about... Um, eliminating that we ha- we kind of have a way now we think good. of eliminating that good, and good, uh, good. that would be great for anybody else going forward as well so, we so when are you back in Cork hopefully Katrina for this, this round Ho- at least hopefully we're, hopefully we're back Wednesday right. because we have to go back the same way we came right so <laughs> but um, that's that's okay too and I, I would have to say everybody here couldn't be any better to us nicer to us protecting us, looking after us, caring for us and telling us how great Ireland is and even when we were down in um, Le Jaisk with the Redemptorists, there was a van there waiting for to talk to us and they were Belgium and one guy he, like they speak French and the man was speaking in French to us and trying to explain and then he said, we love Ireland, we love what they do, we love the, the, the kindness that's in them and then he, he showed me a colour and he said I have an Irish wolfhound named Elsie. And I said, that's funny, because I, I have a French bulldog. And no offense, for <laughs> no offense, couldn't stop. Like, we were oh, breaking ourselves laughing. So that kind of lifted all our spirits. Like And uh, like that, we, we've met some people that have um, tore at our heartstrings, you know. And, but, and we've met some people that have given us, uh, you know, I suppose, mm. a, a bit of oomph, like, just to go on yeah. and... Um, you know, and to thank us. Knowing you as I do, Katrina, I think there's probably been one or two people you've met in the last few days that you yourself just wanted to pick them up and bring them home. Did you know, that's, and that's what the lads were afraid of, you know, they were saying, she's going to want to do this and whatever, but we have to be realistic. We we have to look at people, uh, uh, you know, uh, as they, like we had to ring a family last night to ask them would they take it a cat for somebody who they can't bring to Ireland and it's a Polish family and they've been helping us Jan and Barbara and we were at their house and they have cats and I rang, I rang them and she answered me yes we will take a Ukrainian a refugee Ukrainian cat straight yeah, away it's because funny. the cat has to be vaccinated at 21 yeah. days and you know I had a postcard from Valerie you don't get too many postcards these days yeah. as you know but one of those lovely ones with um, Adam King's virtual hug from Valerie she wrote to the program and she was saying what's happening to all the animals and they're doing so they're, they were, they're trying so hard to bring their dogs and their cats and their pets with them aren't they oh. 
just at the time I was asking her about that. All right. We'll see if we can get her back. But uh, yeah, that no, thank you to, to Valerie for that. She's there with you there, Fiona, if you can grab it. Valerie Foley sent me a lovely postcard, one of the Adam King Hug For You postcards. And she said, well done tonight, Six Fan, for all the, the coverage regarding the Ukrainian crisis. It's so upsetting to see it. Poor animals are also in a very bad way. They too have moats and bellies to feed. I hope you can find out for me. There's a good response of donations of pet food, etc., to go to Ukraine. We all know about the love and loyalty that dogs show us. We need to show them, show them the same in return. Well, as you can hear there from Katrina, so many people... Tr- oh, there she's back. She's back. Well, I was trying to say, back. Katrina, there's a, there, people are trying to get their dogs and cats out with them, aren't they? They are, and they're bringing them out, and we've even seen soldiers lifting their pets for them. But when the trains stop at any station... There's people waiting at the train stations to load the trains with water, with sandwiches, with yogurts, fresh fruit and all that. So everything along the way, it's not that you go from one place to another. They, they, they have it all sorted all the way along. And there's people on board the trains taking in the stuff, walking down, then handing it out to people. And when they get to the train stations, there's stations set up for their pets. There's dog food, water, there's cat food, there's everything. So it's really, really really set up well and you couldn't like to be impressed by it is not right to say like I suppose during a war but it's terrifically uh, well thought out and well done you know well that's yeah. that, brilliant to see listen you get safe home all right, and look after yourself on the way and all the crew and Christy and everybody else was there doing tremendous work and in fact Katrina and the Penny Dinners crew were among the people Honoured on Friday night at the Pride of Cork Award. And I think that's one of the reasons why we would call them the Pride of Cork. Cork Humanitarian Aid Ireland, led by Katrina and Christy. Uh, the vans are empty now. They've done a load of shopping and brought out all the stuff that was donated on their way back. Uh, hopefully later today. And they will be drawn up, going back out again once they're loaded up again. Incredible eyewitness description from Katrina there of what they've seen over the last few days. Quartz 96 FM. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.